Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. I am grateful for the fact that the Jets linebacker Jordan Jenkins is succeeding in the NFL despite having severe ADD perna. How much did you guys need this win against the Giants at home? Oh, it felt pretty good because ever since I came here, oh, I think it's about to be fighting stands, but every time. It's week 10 in the NFL. It's November, which is about the time of year where players' bones start breaking in such horrific ways we question whether or not we can call ourselves good people while continuing to watch this sport every week with such passion. And please, NFL, when this happens to a player, do not say Danny Trevathan leaves the game with an apparent arm injury. It is definitely an arm injury. Or as a team say he's questionable to return with an elbow injury. What's the question? Whether or not Danny's bones are made of liquid metal? And the absolute worst part of this injury, well, besides all of the fucking pain Danny must have felt, is that it looks like he broke his arm trying to not put his body weight on a backup quarterback. Have we gone so far with the protect the quarterback rules that it now endangers other players? Anyway, I hope Danny Trevathan is okay. Uh, I know Chiefs fans aren't. We have a lot to cover. A big Falcons upset, a Browns win, Lamar Jackson running away with the MVP race, and Kenny Galladay with the greatest deception play I have ever seen. Oh, that's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football, that's good. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They were founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering blue wire at checkout plus free shipping that's indochino.com promo code blue wire for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more an incredible deal for made to measure clothing you really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit unless you put on like 30 pounds of mass gain overnight that's a good excuse titan fall Chiefs fall to the Titans. The Titans' industrial-era offense proves the classics are still better than the newfangled schemes run by the brainiacs of the league where pitches count as touchdown throws. Tennessee gets a 35-32 to win over the Chiefs. The Chiefs' Mitchell Schwartz, though, his streak of playing in 7,894 consecutive snaps at tackle came to an end, as did the Chiefs' viability as a legit Super Bowl contender. I do want to shout out former Bronco Khalif Raymond for making this big catch. Uh, early in the game. This was Patrick Mahomes' first game back since dislocating his knee, and he seemed to play just fine. Doing something pretty damn good, followed by something a little more amazing by one of his super, super fast wide receivers. I do think football talkers got a bit carried away complimenting Patrick Mahomes after just one season. I think he's great, but until... Until I saw him try and tackle on this turnover, I did not believe he should be mentioned in the same breath as Tom Brady. 
that has changed. He, he now is tackles as good as Tom Brady. The Tennessee defense celebrated in the end zone by being thankful none of them got roofied in college, and Mahomes will be sleepless asking how did 446 passing yards, three touchdowns, and zero picks result in a loss. Oh yeah, our defense special teams and just for fun Andy Reid. Like a hardwood floor, this game was all about the finish though. Tannehill threw the game winner to Adam Humphreys, but that came after a botch snap by the Chiefs on a field goal attempt that was thrown away by Dustin Colquitt and flagged for intentional grounding, giving Tennessee an opportunity they should have never received, like a rich daddy's girl after her fourth DUI, two of which resulted in fatalities. Then Tannehill dropped his shoulder to convert the two-point play for that sweet, sweet water-based polyurethane clear coat finish to make that hardwood shine. Now throw in a blocked Harrison Butker field goal to win the game, and Mike Vrabel doesn't have to shave off part of his mustache after a loss like a real Baker Mayfield. My penalties are a problem. I am 100% an issue with that. It's not intentional. I do not mean to do it. I, my intentions are good. I'm just trying to finish. And it's killing the team. And I know that. You guys need to know that. No one needs to call me out or anything because I, I, I got it, boys. I am completely screwing the team. The Browns beat the Bills 1916. After Kareem Hunt got his first action of the season, Jarvis Landry was flagged for taunting after barking in the defender's face post-touchdown. Penalties are a I stand by the idea you should be able to make the sound of your team's mascot in the face of the defender without a penalty. It's also why it's cool if Browns fans lick themselves in the bleachers just like the dogs they represent. Early in this game, Odell Beckham Jr. drew a pass interference call in the end zone, which gave Cleveland a fresh set of downs for back-to-back -back first and goal series. Uh, Cleveland targeted Beckham three times and fed Nick Chubb the Rock five times, and they still failed the score. They ran eight plays from the one or two yard line in a row and were smothered by that Bills defense. It is rare you hit a hole that many times with a Chubb and not score. Not scoring was a theme for Cleveland today. They were obliterated on a first and goal series again, which prompted a heated discussion between Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry on the sideline. I don't know what was said, but I know there's no way Baker was able to take Jarvis Landry serious with the way his hair looked. The Browns advanced to three and six after that Baker Mayfield touchdown pass and a missed Steven Hauschka field goal. The Cardinals fall to the Buccaneers 27-30. Jameis Winston threw his first pick in this game before it even fucking started. Uh, with that opening drive interception, Jameis Winston pulled even further ahead in his lead for most giveaways since 2015 with 93. This finally puts Winston in the company of Black Friday and Cyber Monday for the amount of yearly giveaways. My man, Shaq Barrett, is back on Sackwatch 2019. He brought down the elusive Kyler Murray for his 11 and a half sack on the season, keeping him first in the league just ahead of Miles Garrett. And for all of us, size doesn't matter, guys. Kyler Murray is a hero. Every week, he appears to get better and stronger. Aided by one-handed Larry Fitzgerald grabs and three Christian Kirk touchdowns today. The Cardinals should have won this game because of a flea flicker fake punt conversion. That takes some balls to call. Someone check on Pat McAfee and make sure that play didn't give him a massive coronary. Anyone interested in some more hardwood flooring finishing talk? 
<laughs> well, the internet thinks the Cardinals got shellacked at the end of this game and should have benefited from a pass interference call in the end zone. And no one thought that more than GM of the Cardinals, Curly from the Three Stooges, or Hank from Breaking Bad. Probably Hank from Breaking Bad since he lived in neighboring New Mexico and didn't realize his greatest enemy was right under his nose. Sorry, Cardinals fans, but you're wrong about pass interference. If neither team has a winning record, you don't have to call pass interference. That's the rule because nobody cares. The Jets beat the Giants 34-27. Now, I don't know a lot about New York City, but I'm sure residents were torn for this matchup. Sam Darnold versus Daniel Jones. That has to feel like a fight between the Statue of Liberty and the Empire State Building. Cab drivers versus subway train operators. A pigeon versus a hot dog vendor. The greatest city on earth, New York, New York. Two young QBs, two shitty defenses amounts to one pretty entertaining game. It is significantly harder to walk down the street in New York City than it is to score a touchdown against a defense that calls New York City their home. If Sam Darnold doesn't get knocked over in the process of throwing here, it's probably an interception. Credit once again to the Giants defense for helping a fellow New Yorker indeed. The smartest fantasy play of the week? Probably Darius Slayton, who had two touchdowns and 121 receiving yards. Daniel Jones threw for 308, four touchdowns and zero picks, but they lost because of Jones' other turnover problem. And now wait for the results of x-rays for the latest Saquon Barkley injury. Daniel Jones taking shits on the field has now transitioned from metaphor to real life. At least that's what it looks like right here. Jones' 12th overall fumble on the season was far more embarrassing and also was a metaphor for, well, for shit again, as Jamal Adams just took the ball from him and then ran it in for a touchdown. Orlando Skandrick did the same thing to Luke Falk earlier this season. Daniel Jones' inability to secure the ball moves him past Aqib Tlaib and Plaxico Burris for players carelessly trying to cripple themselves with self-inflicted wounds. The Jets had a good day, and that's really what this game is all about. Any given Sunday, a man like Adam Gase can take full responsibility for the win as he finally points the finger at himself. Today's excuse for winning? Me, Adam Gase. Falcons beat the Saints 26-9. American hero Young Ho Koo hit his first field goal as a Falcon, giving them the first lead they've had since an amount of time I am too lazy to look up. Ever since adding a young hoe to the locker room, the Falcons seemed to play inspired football. A shocking turn of events as they sacked Drew Brees six times, nearly doubling their season total in this game, and held Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray to just 36 rushing yards. Falcons head coach Dan Quinn gave up defensive play calling responsibility this week, which has to be one of the worst things to happen to a head coach who assumed those duties that same season. Besides, you know, giving up a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. I don't care how much you want to win. Seeing someone else, Jeff Ulbrich in this case, do the same thing you tried to do all year, but so much better than you cannot be fun to watch. I kind of wonder if Teddy Bridgewater feels the opposite of that though today. The Ravens blow out the Bengals. Lamar Jackson's first play was a deep ball to Hollywood Brown. Jackson to Brown. Jackson Brown is what I call them because when they are on the field at the same time, they are like one. This is how I see them. Looking back at the defense as I run by, 
running on empty. The reasons you don't have Lamar Jackson as your top MVP candidate right now. Lamar Jackson is so electrifying. He is the only quarterback you will ever see pick up the first down with his legs, then pitch it back on the option behind the first down marker to another fucking quarterback. Lamar Jackson is so confident right now. He can wear middle-aged white guy sunglasses and make them look fucking dope. The Ravens scored their fourth defensive touchdown of the season with a Marcus Peters pick six. Now I know some of you think I'm too sexual here with my commentary sometimes, but I'm just mimicking what I hear the announcers do every Sunday. They don't get you on offense, they bang you on defense. Come on, a Peters banging you on defense? Tell me they don't know exactly what they're doing in the booth. With that pick six, Marcus Peters now has more touchdowns on the season than Odell Beckham Jr. and George Kittle. The Ravens ended up getting their fifth defensive touchdown of the season, and the Ryan Finley experiment is off to a perfect start. I think he can easily guarantee the Bengals the first pick in the 2020 draft. That was dope. Matthew Stafford's streak came to an end as well. Not the 136 consecutive regular season starts, but his streak of not caring that he's still a Lions quarterback. He did that better than anyone before him. Stafford did not play, though, due to a back injury. He has a bunch of tiny fractures in his back, and Matt Patricia said Stafford's posture wasn't nearly good enough to play today. Well, you know... Do me a favor, just kind of sit up and just like have a little respect for the process. Every day you come in and ask me questions and you just kind of like, you know, give me this. But I mean, it's been a while, but Mitch Trubisky did throw a touchdown pass, an impressive touchdown pass to tight end Ben Bronnecker. Yes, Ben Bronnecker, a man whose last name sounds like it always comes in third place or is as thick as a tree trunk. The only thing Trubisky needed to not look like the worst quarterback on the field was for Matthew Stafford to literally break his fucking back. Driscoll, Jeff Driscoll, did complete a pass to himself in this game, the ultimate quarterback accomplishment. Pretty funny because before the game, Twitter was saying Kenny Galladay would be throwing passes to himself. Driscoll, after getting the big dick confidence that comes with catching your own pass, fired a bomb worth two rocket emojis to Kenny Galladay, who is now definitely my favorite receiver in the league, because on the final drive, he tricked the referee into giving Detroit the most favorable spot since... Since... Uh, yeah, that's the thing. The Lions never get lucky. This is a fucking miracle, and they, they still lost. I'm happy the Bears finally won again, uh, and not just because their wins make the Raiders' Khalil Mack draft pick worse, but because I genuinely felt fans might burn the city of Chicago down had their first round, second overall QB lost to Jeff Driscoll and an ear pencil. They bang you on defense. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. The rest of the late game recaps will be up Monday as soon as I can get them up. That is what I do every Sunday, Monday. So know that. Big shout out to that TJ Carpenter show for helping me write through this episode. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter as well. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. <laughs> <laughs>